This is the All Into Clemson Football Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of the Clemson Tigers. What's up, everybody? Briley here, along with Carter. And before we get too deep into our Clemson versus Virginia Tech recap, Trevor, our board director, said that he has some important sound to play. I can only imagine what this has <laughs> has to do with. So let's go ahead and uh, play that, Trevor, for us. Why don't you? Obviously, it's Clemson out because they're not going to put up 73 points. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence and all the starters aren't going to be in long enough to put up 73 points. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you were right about one thing, that the starters were not around long enough to score 73 points. But, of course, they did score 73 points. What do you have to say for yourself? I've got nothing to say. They proved me wrong. I was wrong. What more do you want me to say about that one? <laughs> oh, well, apparently Trevor has some more, actually, so let's hear oh, this. Great. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to be, say... I can't do that. Are you kidding me? You're telling me that Clemson scores more than 73 points against Georgia Tech. Yeah, I was going to say Clemson, but then I forgot that we have to give our predictions here in a few minutes. So you have to predict 73 (laughs) nothing then. (laughs) Okay, I can't do that in good conscience. So I'm going to be Clemson out. Ah, so close. (laughs) For a minute, the second there, I was actually going to say Clemson, that they were going to score 73 points. And then my stupid side caught me there can you imagine if i had actually gotten that right what no, would have happened I, no. we would have gone viral it would have been the most <laughs> oh yes definitely important podcast ever <laughs> okay well sometimes you win sometimes you lose a shockingly <laughs> relevant clips in and clips out game yes we were spot on with that <laughs> uh, and i I guess we could, we won't, but we could play the sound of you also insisting that Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to throw an interception this game. Um, I would just delete last week's podcast (laughs) and just move on. No, it was my favorite podcast of all time for that reason. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, if you want to go back to listen listen to it, it's fine, but uh, none of the analysis mattered because, of course, Clemson beat Georgia Tech. Have I said Virginia Tech already this episode? Can't say I was paying attention enough. Okay, to know. I apologize if I said Virginia Tech. It's going to happen probably again. Uh, but Georgia Tech, Clemson beat them seventy-three to seven on Saturday. Butt whooping, <laughs> insane. All right, so we're going to talk about this game. Uh, we'll give you the our pivotal plays and our top takeaways from the game, and then we have a very special guest who's going to join us today for a new segment that we are calling Carter's Coach's Corner. Can't wait for it. That's a mouthful. We've been working on this one for a while. Yes. It took me a minute to convince you to do this segment. Right. I think it'll be good. It, we needed to spotlight you a little bit more. Apparently, right. I talked too much. You didn't on this think podcast. it could happen, but I have some. Well, it still hasn't happened yet. There's oh, still some well, time. And we'll see about that. We'll see. And then finally, we will reveal our Tiger King and our Carol Baskins <laughs> of the week. I'm sure you'll never guess who they might be. All right, let's go ahead and hop into our top takeaways. Okay, I'm afraid that our listeners are going to begin to think that we don't actually pay attention to the second half of these games because last week, uh, we're going to start with our pivotal plays, by the way. I know I said we'll start with our takeaways, but we'll start with the plays first. So last week we started, we only talked about first half plays. And then this week, we're only talking about 
first quarter plays. So well, first off, we'll need a game that lasts longer than a first half. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, sure, there were big plays in the second half, but none of them were quote unquote pivotal. So didn't determine the game whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. And these didn't even really determine the game either. But we had to come up with a couple. So the first one for me was the Georgia Tech fumble in the first quarter. Uh, and this was after back to back big plays by both teams. So Georgia Tech hit that 59-yard touchdown pass uh, to pull within seven of Clemson. And then Clemson had their own long pass on their own. And I was starting to think like, and this was after they had already, you know, Clemson had fumbled. And I thought, man, could this turn into like a track run or something? Are they both <laughs> going to put up 73 points? That's rather funny to think about seeing the ending score, 73 to 7. That was a real long One time One play ago. changed it from a track run. Yeah, so... <laughs> turned it to 73 to 7. I had to edit my notes because at first I said something like, well, actually I have it here. It said, could have turned into a track run. <laughs> it is kind of silly looking back on, but I mean, it did, I sort of had the sense to begin with. It looked like it was just going to be a shootout uh, for the whole game. And obviously it was for one team. Yeah. It was a rather weird first quarter. That's for sure. It was sloppy, but what was the score at the end of the first quarter? I think it was 17 to seven. Yeah. I mean, they put up 17 points in the first quarter. It was back and forth with turnovers and scores and then... Again, you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, we do know the rest. Yeah, it was 17-7, and then they put up 35 points in the second quarter. <laughs> put up, I think, 21 points like with like uh, three minutes to go. Uh, incredible. I mean, just what a game. It was fun. So um, great job getting that fumble because you never know what could have happened. Okay, so the second play that I have written down here is Trevor Lawrence's interception. Uh, why did he throw that? So painful. So painful. And, uh, well, in my notes here, I have didn't play well under pressure. I don't know why I wrote that. He was um, under pressure for like one play. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess he got sacked, which wasn't really his fault one time. It was a smart play, though, by him actually taking the sack instead yes. of making another stupid interception. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I was trying to read into the play a little bit. It was a silly throw. Uh, I mean, I guess he could have made... He's Trevor Lawrence. He could have made it if he, you know, he just overthrew uh, the receiver and turned into an interception. So that's, I mean, those are honestly the two big play. There were other big plays. I mean, Amari Rogers played great. Uh, there were some, again, there were just big plays all around. Let's just offense. be honest. There's not much to take away from the no, first half no. of this game or the second half. <laughs> well, not key plays at least, but let's, let's, let's talk about our top takeaways here. And they're pretty simple. And one thing that I want to talk about is um, the fact that I think Clemson, it's its clear now that Clemson is easily the most complete team in the country. And I think what's crazy about this is that this is actually a, de a debatable point within the national media circles right now, because there's still talk. I mean, Alabama had a big win against Georgia this week, and it's really only Alabama at this point. But People still have Alabama ranked above Clemson in their power rankings, but solely based on the fact that Alabama has beaten better teams than Clemson has. But I think when you look at the whole and the resume of these of the results of these games, Clemson has the best offense. Clemson has the best defense. Clemson is the most complete team in the country. I mean, there's no doubt about the defense. That's for sure. And even for us who watch Clemson every week, I would I, I would agree with offense is easily the best in the country as well, talent-wise. 
I mean, Alabama's a good, complete team, but they don't have weapons that Clemson does. <laughs> no, and, and that's not to say that they don't have weapons, by the way, because Mac Jones, I read that he is, Alabama has like eight 400-yard passing games in the history of their program. Mac Jones has three of them in the last four games. I mean, that boy is tossing around the yard like well, crazy. I do want to take back what I just said. Alabama's might have better wide receivers, actually, than Clemson. Whoa. But I think they do. Yeah. I don't think it's debatable actually, at this point. Alabama has some weapons, that's for sure. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> I'll just give you a second here. Why don't you just say you completely walk it back? You yes. admit it? I'm just going to walk back everything I say and not take a stance on anything. Okay, good. Just Trevor? so I can't be wrong about anything. All right, Trevor, you're taking note of this again? All right, good. We're going to be quiet the rest of this podcast. Yeah, now. thank you. He's, he's thanking his lucky stars that you're here for <laughs> the uh, worthless sound. Doesn't have to look very far for these sounds now. <laughs> that's right. He's just going to, you're going to become the true star of that segment. Uh, okay, so. Ultimately, though, I think this game just proved it's so obvious. I know they were just playing Georgia Tech, but come on. This offense set a ton of records today. They had the second most passing yards uh, in a game in school history. They had the uh, most passing touchdowns in school history with seven. And ETN became Clemson's all-time scoring leader as well. These guys are just putting up crazy numbers. And I don't care who you're playing. When you put up 73 points and... It's not like they were playing the Citadel, okay? They were yeah. playing a Power 5 team who, by the way, is sort of on the up and up. One of my favorite moments from this game, actually, was uh, Marty Smith talking about how Georgia Tech reminded him of like a young Clemson in 2010 or, you know, it, they had the energy around that program. Mm-hmm. And then Clemson went on to destroy them and hopefully not stomp out all their hopes. I mean, hopefully it does. They had all the energy. They just don't have the talent quite yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, All to say, though, that yes, the offense was great and the defense dominated yet again. I mean, these are are just crazy numbers. Georgia Tech had 104 offensive yards in the first half and 59 of those yards came on one play. (laughs) Really, the only bust that the Clemson defense had all day was where the majority of Georgia Tech's yards came in the first half. And this is this is insane. I don't I don't know if this speaks more to Clemson's defense or Georgia Tech's offense, but they didn't complete a pass in the second half. <laughs> Did you hear me? They didn't complete a single pass in the second half. They only attempted one. Which is crazy because I mean, what was it 52 to 7 at halftime? So Georgia Tech should just be throwing the ball the whole second half. I think they were just trying to run the clock out to tell you the truth. Yeah. And they only finished with 204 yards, offensive yards. And this is a huge, I mean, this is this is a key stat to show of just how dominant this defense was. Of the 17 possessions that Georgia Tech had, almost half of them were three and outs. They had eight three and outs, eight of them. You know, that's why Clemson was able to score so many points. And then they also forced three turnovers as well. And so they won the turnover battle. That was one of our keys coming into the game. And I laugh about that because Clemson could have turned the ball over eight times and they still would have beaten Georgia Tech. Uh, but um, they were sloppy with the ball, obviously, at the beginning of the game. But they won the turnover battle. And all to say, though, I mean, so that's like that's 11, tur- that's 11 possessions where it was either three and out or three turnovers. And they also went for it on fourth down a couple of times. So there were like... You know, 13 or 14 of these drives, they didn't pick up any yards. Yeah. I liked the stat. They only, Georgia Tech only ended with 204 yards. So they had 104 in the first half. 
So Clemson being up 52 to seven still gave up less yards in the second half. Typically when you're up 52 to seven, you stop playing as hard and yet they still gave up even less yards in the second half. Exactly. That's impressive. Yeah. And Dabo actually talked about this after the game. He mentioned, uh, well, why don't we hear from Dabo right now? Actually, Trevor, why don't you uh, pull up some of that sound from the Dabo's postgame presser? That's where we really needed to grow the most is the depth of our team continuing to play well. They're in the same meetings or the same practice standard doesn't change and to see our all of our backups go out there and continue to play well and execute defensively offensively special teams you know Aiden gets in there he, he pins one deep uh, Tyler Brown our backup snapper gets in there so it's just really good to see um, the guys continue to play well obviously this has been a huge emphasis for Dabo because these backups more than anyone else in the country have played more I mean, they're in, they've played a significant amounts of time in almost every game this season. And in the past, as he talked about, they haven't lived up to the standard against Wake Forest or even against the Citadel at times. And so, as you were mentioning, it's really great that they came out and they actually increased their lead and they they only gave up 100 yards in the second half, even with, with backups in and things like that. So... Uh, I would I would definitely say the second and third stringers held the standard in this game. Yeah, they definitely came to play. It, it's even more impressive, too, because this isn't even a game that they're probably coming into thinking that we're going to get a whole half of football to play. I mean, you can be so confident, but I don't think they were going to think that they were going to win 73 to 7. So to come in and play that well, not even knowing probably that you're going to play a whole half of football. That's impressive. Exactly, exactly. The only complaint that I do have, though, is that I'm a little iffy on the backup quarterback situation right now. Uh, so DJ and actually, no, Dabo tried to pronounce his name. So let's let's listen to Dabo pronounce <laughs> his name real quick for us. So I don't look like a fool. Dabo, Dab, excuse me, Dabo does. DJ and Yes, him, DJ. He uh, had some soreness in his shoulder, apparently. And uh, so he didn't play. So instead, Tyson Pumachan. Uh, played and uh, I like the guy but let's just say he hasn't had that great of a season so far and it's been this game was no exception too okay so he he uh, Trevor Lawrence played the first drive in the second half which by the way was to simply get him to up to 400 yards I guarantee (laughs) it because hashtag Heisman for the brand and then Tyson Pumachan came in and he (laughs) went for the rest of this game, two of seven for nine yards. <laughs> and uh, his total QBR was 4.5. <laughs> two of seven. Yeah, not very good, unfortunately. And he's talented. He just doesn't seem to have it put together yet. And, I, and he actually, unfortunately, broke a bone in his left hand, which is why he left. And the, our fourth stringer, Hunter Helms, came in. And he looked great. He came in, he was five of seven, and he had two touchdowns. He had some awesome throws in the second half, and even some throws that didn't count uh, to a Joe, a Joe. That looked like it was going to be a touchdown, but wasn't. And then, our boy. I, I need you to tell me. Well, this is funny because you asked me last episode what the punter's name was because you didn't know. <laughs> well, do you know now? Put some respect on that man's name. What's his name? My bad, my bad. Will Spires. Thank you, thank you. And Will Spires, what's more disrespectful, that Clemson beat Georgia Tech 73-7 to or that they had their punter playing quarterback for, I don't know, 
several series. Well, I find it interesting how Dabo brought up Georgia Tech's punter to watch out for him. And obviously he wasn't mentioned at all. But now we're bringing up Clemson's punter now the week after. Well, we could talk about their punter because I'll be honest, I didn't do all my homework and I did not look up their punter. Do you think that he only mentioned their punter because he happens to be... 255 pounds. He was a big boy. He was a hefty righty. He <laughs> he was big. He was big. I was like, what the? What? Why is there a lineman punting the ball right now? <laughs> and uh, But yeah, I, so do you think he actually only brought him up because he looked like that or because he's actually good? Because I wasn't like blown away by the punter. No, I, I have no clue why. I mean, do we know what Dabo... <laughs> is ever thinking when he brings up punters and bamboo all the time? <laughs> I don't. The method of the madness, I guess. When it, you win 73 to 7, you can do whatever you want. It's true. And uh, well, speaking of Dabo, I guess we could find out right now because I'm so pumped about this. We're going to debut our new segment called Carter's Coach's Corner. Uh, But before we do that, we're going to take a quick 30 second break to hear from our sponsor Anchor Podcasts. But then after that, I will need to step away for a bit. I've got to go run a quick errand and uh, Carter will uh, take over for this new segment, Carter's Coach's Corner. So stick around. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I am very excited here to bring you a new segment we are calling Carter's Coach's Corner. Now, it's taken me a while to convince Bradley to do this uh, little segment of mine. He didn't believe me that uh, I'd be able to pull out the resources to get our guest that we have for today. But I have proved him wrong, unlike last week's predictions of the Georgia Tech game. But I'm very excited for this segment. Today, we're gonna actually have Dabo Sweeney on with us. He is calling my phone as we speak right now. Trevor is talking with him. But let me just give you a little bit what this segment is going to be about. So I'm going to be asking Coach Dabo Sweeney the same exact questions that reporters have asked him after the game. Now, we all know our favorite segment of ours on this podcast is the useless sound montage. So I'm going to politely ask Dabo Sweeney to just get rid of the coach's answers and just be honest with us. Because here in this segment, I like to say honesty is the best policy. I don't want any of the bull crap. I want the honest answer from Dabo Sweeney. And I think you guys do as well. This will be a real outlet for him to release his real feelings and what he actually said during uh, these situations. So Trevor's giving me the heads up over here. So it sounds like we have uh, Coach Dabo Sweeney on the line. Hello, Dabo. Can you hear me? Hey, Carter. What's going on, my man? I'm so glad it's just you and not that idiot Briley. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah. It's nice to actually be able to talk once in a while. You, you know, I think you should get your own You should get your own podcast yourself. Um, you know, I think Briley's holding you back, and I'm so glad that he lets you do this segment because I'm here, and I'm only going to talk to you now. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. You all comfortable and... You still wearing your uh, slacks that you wear every day? No, 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 no. I, you know, I, I'm sitting at home right now. I've got Kath is beside me, my wife, and uh, yeah, we listen to your podcast every day. So I was just catching up on some of your old, some of your old episodes, and I, I hear you. I can't tell if you're making fun of me when I say uh, bamboo all the time, but um, <laughs> I like it. You know, I, I, I thought about trademarking that 
that phrase for myself, but, 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 uh, you know, you're, you're welcome to use it. <laughs> well, good. We're not making fun of you. We, we love you so much coach. Now, if you're all good, I'm going to start asking you some questions. Do you know what we're doing here? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, you want me to be honest, right? Just honesty. Exactly. Is policy. I don't care what your answer is, but I want it to be honest and what you said. All right. Can you do that? I can do that. You're you're an honest reporter. I don't trust any of those other reporters out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you the same exact questions they did, and then you're going to tell me what you said. All right. You ready? All right. Let's do it. All right. So, Dabo, what was your message at halftime when you were leading 52 to 7? What, what did you say to the players to stay focused through that? So what you said during when the reporter asked you that, you said, listen, this is where you need to grow up. So then what would you say? What did you actually say, Dabo? Can you tell us that? <laughs> oh, man, I really wish I could have said this right after the game. But, uh, you know, politics and, and being niceties and all those sort of things. But. Here's what I told them, right? I got to keep it G-rated, right? We don't swear on this podcast. That's right. Nope. We don't do that. Okay. Well, I can't be totally honest then, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I told them, listen, we're only up 52 to seven right now on these, on these, uh, well, that's where, that's where I got to be careful <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're only up 52 to seven. We should be up a hundred to seven right now. And in fact, you know, I, I, after listening to your podcast, I, you know, I heard that the 1904 or whatever the, you know, the Tigers, they, they beat the Yellow Jackets 93 to nothing, not 93, 73 to nothing. It should have been 93. But, and then afterwards, Georgia Tech hired John Heisman away from Clemson. And that made me real upset. And so I just decided that it was time for us to take control. And I really want to score a hundred, but you know, people complain about that sort of stuff. So, you know, I, I really, encourage the guys to just crush Georgia Tech. And uh, also, the reason I put Trevor Lawrence out in the second half was because I wanted him to get 400 yards in the game because the Heisman. We were going to win the Heisman this year. You hear me, baby? That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you for that honesty there. Uh, Can't say that we didn't see that anyways with uh, putting putting Trevor Lawrence out there to get that 400-yard game. But I appreciate the answer. I'll tell you what. If I was out there, it would have been a 600-yard game. I mean, <laughs> Trevor's great now, but I'm Dabo. Okay? That's right. I'm much better. Very good. All right, let's, we got the next question for you. I like this one. So, what did you sit? What did you think of Niles' dance moves on his touchdown celebration? Now, you told the reporter when they asked you that you said that he needed to act like he had been there before, and that he's going to work on that going forward. Now, I don't believe that one bit. Tell me what you really think about Niles dancing. <laughs> See, Carter, this is why I like you, my friend. You you can read through all the bull crap that's out there. And uh, here's what I told Niles, all right? Big fella. He's a big boy. You know, we wrestle. I beat him all the time, though. He's, he's kind of a – he may be big, but I'm stronger. You know how it is. Anyways, that's, that's a rabbit trail. That's besides the point. But uh, here's what I told him. I said, listen – Trevor, last week against Miami, he got a, a puny wooney little flag on a little spike. So I told Niles, I said, I need you to dance like you've been there before. People have been taking it the wrong way. They've been saying, you know, they thought I was saying he needs to act like he's been there before, like like it's no big deal. No, 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 no. I wanted him to be dancing all over the 
field, baby. I wanted him to get another flag because I tell you what, we've been getting a lot of penalties this year. You know, I, I think you've been talking about that. And this is what I've decided. I want to get many, many more penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct. And so I told Niles, listen, we're going to work on it this week because I need some better dance moves out of you. The refs didn't catch it. You didn't grab their attention. So next week, when he scores, because listen here, he's my new starting running back, by the way. Did I did I mention that? No, you Draft didn't. DTN, yeah, he's been great, but man, he had an average game. Niles, though, that's where it's at. And so he's starting next week. So I told him he needs to come with some better dance moves and specifically moves from, you know, like the 70s where I grew up, you know, that dun, 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 you know, those sort of things. So, uh, you know, we'll work on it this week and that'll be a big emphasis in practice and we'll see where it goes, you know? <laughs> I... You know, I don't doubt that one bit. I I can see you teaching them during a practice, teaching them all your dance moves. I I can just imagine that. Is that what happens? Oh man, that's that's how Kath and I got together. Actually, she saw me grooving and moving on that dance floor, and I tell you what, woo, she liked it. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, we got one more question for you. Got time for us, Coach? Oh, absolutely. Anything for you, Carter. All right, perfect. Now, this might be a little bit of a sore subject. We're going to bring up BT Potter. Now, the reporter asked you, was there a sense of relief seeing BT get that one off after three blocked field goals last week? And you said you weren't worried at all about BT, but that you were worried about the protection. Now, what what was your real answer there? All right, we're being honest here, right? You told me to be honest. That's right. Yep, just honesty. All right. There's nothing worse in this world than kickers. And BT Potter is not, he's a kicker, okay? And uh, I was against FSU last year where I just chewed him out in front of 90,000 fans. And uh, what ended up being millions of people because it was all over ESPN. And, And I tell you what, I wish I could do that to every dang kicker that's out there. They're the worst. They're the worst. I mean, all they do is kick a football. And they could only score three points at a time, okay? Niles, I mean, he scored six points. All BT had to do was put one through the upright. And so, I know last week I said that I, you know, I, it was, uh, it wasn't BT's fault, but and it was a protection's fault. But listen here, it was BT's fault. It's always his fault, okay? And uh, I know I'm kind of been nice to him and haven't yelled at him yet, you know, those sort of things. But I chewed his bleep out when we got to the locker room. And uh, so, yeah, you're dang right. I'm glad I went through this week. But I was, in fact, worried about him. And uh, I wish he was more like Will Will Spires, our punter. Kickers and punters, totally different things. I respect those punters, baby. And uh, you heard me talking about uh, the Georgia Tech punter before. That was probably the only honest thing I said in my pregame uh, press conference was I respect their punter. And that's because the rest of their team sucks, of course. But uh, uh, you know how it is. So, BT, nah, we'll see how it goes. But uh, no, it wasn't on the protection. That was totally BT's fault. That's great. I love the honesty. And thank you for bleeping yourself out. That saves Trevor a lot of editing to do. I really appreciate that. And especially the honesty. Anytime, you know, I can't promise I'll do it from here on out, but I got, you know, I cut myself this one time at least. Well, this is great. I've really enjoyed this time, coach. Do you think you'd be able to join us uh, later on throughout the season and we could do this honesty segment again? Absolutely. What do you, what do you say? I'm, I'm free at this time every week. Uh, mostly because we crush everybody. So I don't really do that much preparation for the next week. So uh, why don't I come on every week from here on out? Yeah, I think we can make that happen. I think after this segment, Briley will see that this is the real deal and he'll really enjoy this. 
And you know what? If Riley says he doesn't like it, then you just send him to me and I'll uh, I'll treat him like I do all kickers in BT. I'm just going to give him a, a firm kick in the butt. <laughs> I will send him your way, no doubt. <laughs> please do. Please do. All right, Coach. Well, thank you for taking the time and thank you for being honest with us. We really appreciate it and our fans do as well. Yeah, no problem. Be good out there and, and uh, bam, uh, bamboo, bamboo. Bamboo. Perfect. That's what we love to hear. Thanks, Coach. Looks like Bradley's coming back, so we're going to do our last segment of Tiger King and Carol Baskins. Hey, Carter, thanks for uh, covering for me there. Sorry I had to leave for a few minutes. But no problem. We enjoyed it. Did you? Trevor okay. and I, were, we had some fun. You'll have to wait till the podcast comes out. All right, good. Well, I know Becky's going to put that together, and I will listen to it afterwards. Perfect. I'm sure it was fun. But we're here now, and we're going to talk about our, we're going to hand out some awards today. Well, one award and one not so award. <laughs> yeah. Although, I don't know. Maybe it's a prestigious award. Let's start with our Tiger King of the Week. And uh, you want to cover this real quick? Yeah, we can. Do, I can do that for you. Now, this is going to sound like an odd one because they just lost 73 to 7. <laughs> oh, no. So we're but, not taking this seriously. Huh? Uh, do we take anything seriously? No. <laughs> so we're going to give the Tiger King to actually the whole Georgia Tech team because they actually scored seven points. Unlike the, was it 1904 team that got beat 73 nothing? It was 1904, yes. They scored zero points that game. So it's taken them however 100 plus years, was that 116 plus years, to get seven points better. <laughs> so I think that's a major improvement though. So I think that's worthy of our Tiger King. What do you think? So we're giving them the uh, most improved team of the last century? Is that yes, what we're getting I mean, to? you have another option here i mean that there's steady improvement there well i guess i would say that there were some better you know some better performances from clemson considering that amari rogers uh scored 21 points by himself but uh where's the fun in that like we know how good they are we just want to we want to help georgia tech along they need some help after yesterday fair enough okay so we'll remember this for next year so when they play georgia tech and if they score 10 points or even eight points, then we will have to give them an award because they will have scored more points than this than this, this year's team, right? Didn't even take them 50 or 100 years then. Yeah, exactly. A point a year, they'd be scoring 100 points on Clemson. That's right. All right. So that's our Tiger King. And of course, our Carol Baskins will be who? Who are we choosing for this? Uh, I think we decided to go with Trevor Lawrence because he proved us both wrong, <laughs> yeah. especially me. I'm very disappointed with Trevor, actually. I uh, I distinctly remember you several times last episode saying the words, Trevor Lawrence will not throw an interception. <laughs> I sure did. I can't deny that when there's going to be evidence, I'm sure, coming out next week. Yes, I literally texted you right after it happened. And I think the whole text was just, ha, 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 and if you remember, I didn't respond to you the rest of the day. Yes, I'm surprised we were recording this because I thought you were angry at me. So, yes, we'll give it to Trevor Lawrence today for throwing a untimely interception following 14 completions short of actually, excuse me, 14 pass attempts short of I always want to say Russell Westbrook. It's not Russell, Russell Wilson, Close Russell though. Wilson. Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook. They're all the same. Come Actually, on. I tell you what, this might end up really good for Clemson fans. You want to you want to know why? Why is that? Because it took Trevor uh, really almost a full season over two seasons, right? That record came partly from last year. So, you know, Trevor Lawrence wants to accomplish a lot in college. So maybe 
he'll come back next year <laughs> to break the record, huh? What do you yeah. say? Good luck with that. Maybe I could ask Coach Sweeney about that next time we have him on the show. Oh, you didn't? Wow. No, nope. sorry. Not really going with the hard questions. Well, huh? we got to have a reporter actually ask that question <laughs> oh, for okay. me to ask it. Oh, I didn't know about those rules. My That's bad. Right. So, okay. If you were here, you would know. Mm, sorry, I'll try to be here next week. All right, I think that about covers it. Thanks for being here today. We enjoyed... Uh, watching Clemson crush Georgia Tech and then we sort of enjoyed giving you the top takeaways which were boiled down by the way if you didn't know Clemson good Georgia Tech (laughs) better than 1904 but still bad (laughs) that's the basic idea so thanks for joining us today I want to encourage you if you're willing and able please go to your favorite podcast app the one that you're listening to us on right now and subscribe to us and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, we would love a positive review preferably a five star if you're feeling kind and i'm sure you are and if you subscribe then this week you are going to get three episodes of clemson football daily which is the daily news update that i host and provide to you it is usually five to seven minutes long and i give you the top three news headlines from each day of the week It's very informative and very quick. And then, of course, be sure to join us next Friday for our preview episode of the upcoming Clemson versus Syracuse game. Real quick, I know this is uh, the uh, Georgia Tech recap, but over under Clemson scores 73 points next week against Syracuse. I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, so over. (laughs) All right, you heard that here first. Come back next week for more amazing analysis like that. Be good out there.